The Boston Bruins are in Calgary tonight to take on the Flames following their win last night against the Edmonton Oilers. And what better time for the crossover event of the year? Jess Belmosto of Locked On Flames joining me today to chat. Before we start, I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Bruins, Locked On Flames part of your day. Uh, free and available on your favorite podcast app on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Catch all your favorite teams all over the Locked On Network every single day. And uh, I think that's it. Let's get into it. Jess, how are you? I'm great. How are you? You know, doing all right. Yeah. I stayed up a bit late last night to watch the Bruins beat the, I don't know how you do it, living on the oh Eastern God. time zone, covering the Flames. <laughs> um, and to Huge entire, stick tap to you. It's yeah. Insane. To be entirely honest, there are definitely some games that I just go to bed a little bit early for. I mean, uh, just I completely because- understand. It's not uh, entirely worth my time to stay Mm -hmm. up, especially if it's a blowout or, (laughs) you know, uh, but yeah, no, I, I've just kind of adjusted to living quote unquote in a mountain time zone uh, for work, I guess. I mean, if a, if a Bruins game starts at seven 30, I get annoyed just for that extra half hour. (laughs) Oh no, absolutely. I, I get it. It, it's rough. It's rough, but it's it's worth it. The Flames are fun. So my first question about the Flames this season is, what is up with the Flames this season? Last year, I think I had even picked them to go to the, the final last year, actually, against the Rangers. Obviously, that didn't work out. Uh, right now, are they – they're outside the playoff picture yeah. looking in – uh yeah, what's what's up with the Flames this year? Is it just a matter of so much roster turnover, coaching, goaltending? What what's the deal with these Flames? A little bit of all of that, I would have to say. I think most of it is you know them losing two uh, high end elite players that really had that finishing quality to their game that a lot of these players don't have right now on the roster. And I look at players like Andrew Mangiupani and Dylan Dubé, um, who could, you know, eventually step up and fill those roles. But I don't think it's going to be to the same uh, effect Mm -hmm. as Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau. But um, there's been a lot of disconnect I would say between coaching decisions as well as just overall management you know for uh, Milan Lucic in 2023 to be playing on the second line when you have you know he goes 70 something games without a goal miraculously scores back-to-back goals um, and so he's earned quote-unquote, earned his spot on that second yeah. line um, over prospects that really should be playing mm-hmm. over, you know, and elevating their game. But unfortunately, it's just been an issue with the offense and goaltending as well. Jacob Markstrom has had a serious skid in performance. And, you know, what he the level that he played at last year was such a significant outlier to his career as a whole if you you know look at the bigger picture um it was 
obvious you were going to see some sort of regression, whether mm -hmm. it was, you know, a an average goaltender or, you know, below average. And it's been an unfortunate thing to watch. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he's not playing tonight because him and his partner just welcomed their first child. So that's mm -hmm. very exciting for them. Very cool. Um, so, you know, getting to see Dan Vladar, former Bruin, start. Revenge game. Yes. Uh-oh. Yeah, no. Um, he played when, I believe he, it was him and Nett, when they were in Boston last year. And he yep. ended up shutting the Bruins out. Yes. Yep, I was yep, there. That's and I was true. Like, Let's go. Wild. Yeah. So it's definitely been uh, quite the season for the Flames. And just overall trying to navigate anything mm -hmm. string a few wins together yeah you're talking about markstrom there it makes me kind of nervous about linus allmark next season and yeah wondering if there'll be a, a bit of a, a regression there but um i believe it will be him and net tonight against vladar since swayman played last night uh so that could be an interesting uh matchup for sure and Got to wonder, speaking of Lucic, whether or not uh, he might want to mix it up against his old club. Maybe yeah. Nick Foligno, Trent Frederick, Garnett Hathaway making an impression. That That's something yeah. to, to keep an eye on uh, for sure. Another guy who has a history with uh, the Bruins is, of course, Nazem Kadri. Uh, how has he fit in with, uh, with the Flames this season? Yeah, so... The addition of Nazem Kadri has been fantastic. I was so excited for this, um, even as a Bruins fan, mm -hmm. <laughs> mainly because he does add that depth in the roster. You know, the Flames really haven't had a solid one-two punch uh, down the middle in quite some time. So for them to have Lindholm, who was a 40-goal scorer, to Kadri who does add, you know, last season was a point-per-game player. I mm -hmm. think uh, last time I checked, it, he's dropped down to a .75 point uh, game per player, mm -hmm. or point-per-game player. I can't talk today, sorry. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think it's been great. You know, he does add uh, a little bit of that toughness that I think the the roster has lacked, not in the sense of, you know, recklessly going out there as Toronto Maple Leaf Nazem Kadri, you right, know, right. just someone that can kind of take up space. He's down in the corners when he needs to be. He's battling for the puck and he's doing what he has to do. And he's um, people have said he's underperformed this year. I wouldn't say that. I think that he has come in and played very well in a Daryl Sutter system. Yeah, very cool. That'll be interesting to see. Keep an eye on him uh, for sure tonight. I You mentioned Dylan Dubé earlier. I have him on one of my fantasy teams. Very happy with his production so far this season. He's a guy that I would love to have uh, in black and gold for sure. He certainly yes. seems to play that kind of – uh, that kind of game looking ahead to the trade deadline on Friday. Do you anticipate Calgary being active or, or making some moves to either try to get in the playoffs? Will they maybe try to retool on the fly, sell a couple of guys? What do you think their approach is going to be? Yeah. So I think uh, right now they're kind of in the selling position. Mm. Um, I I've always said that Dylan Dubé 
is my player to be traded and I've wanted mm-hmm. him to go to the Bruins since I've started yes. covering. Uh, and I just I just think that is something that, that would work out uh, phenomenally for both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now they're apparently uh, looking or taking phone calls from Carolina uh, about Elias mm-hmm. Lindholm and uh, who came from Carolina mm-hmm, uh, yeah. in the Noah Hannafin trade. So Right, right. Or I guess the Dougie Hamilton trade. But, uh, you know, it's definitely something that uh, I'm interested in seeing. I think they're going to be doing a lot of uh, selling if it comes down to it, if there really isn't something that can be worked out. Right. Speaking of the Hurricanes, they did just add Jesse Poyarvi from the Edmonton Oilers. So last night's game against the Bruins, a loss was his final game in uh, in Edmonton, I guess. And that's a, a smart move for the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, yeah. in my opinion. All right. Uh, before we turn the page and talk a bit more about the Bruins, a quick word about Built Bar. Built Bar is fantastic snack treat that we've been talking about for a long time here on the Locked On Network. And what makes them so great is that they are delicious. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. But they're also good for you. It's it's incredible how they do it. What uh, they have is about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein, and you don't need to wait around to get a box in the mail anymore either. Uh, you can still order using built.com, but you can also pop down to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get a four box from the Walmart pharmacy or a 13 bar box from Sam's Club full of all of the best flavors. Again, brownie, batter, churro. Give them a try. Thank us later because Built Bar never disappoints. Never. And... Also want to remind everybody, the trade deadline is coming up on Friday, March 3rd. You can join Locked On NHL hosts live on the Locked On NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern as our hosts break down the biggest deals from around the league. Uh, Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, if anything happens with the Bruins, I'll be jumping on to discuss that as well flames all your teams you can catch on uh on that channel and uh i mean there's already been a lot of deals that have happened hopefully there's still (laughs) something left something uh, between now and friday maybe for the bruins maybe for the flames as well yeah you know i think uh at this point maybe they're kind of doing us a favor and giving us waiting (laughs) to give us something to talk about Uh, i'd like to think that we are important enough to be Absolutely. in uh, the back of their minds while making <laughs> yeah, decisions. But sure. uh, how, how have the Bruins done it? How, how oh my gosh. Here? I don't know, Jess. I don't, so many people have asked me, <laughs> asked me that question. I was just away this past weekend with a bunch of guys. So many people say like, how is this happening? And I really don't know. Like, uh, Shameless plug. I had Brad Marsh in on the podcast last week and I asked him that same question. And he said, you know, it's pretty much a, just a perfect 
storm of all kinds of things working for them. Uh, I mentioned Linus Allmark earlier. He and Jeremy Swayman, arguably the best tandem in the NHL and just putting up ridiculous numbers. Um, not a lot of us were fans of the coaching change at the time or yeah. at least firing Bruce Cassidy, but Jim Montgomery, the players are responding to him off the ice, on the ice, and uh, you're getting production like up and down the lineup. Last night in Edmonton, Nick Foligno scored his 10th goal of the season, which That's I mean, unreal. thinking about that last year would have been mind-blowing. So to get that from like a third, fourth liner, um, pretty good. And their overall team defense has been so strong. Again, just talking about last night's game, impossible to contain Connor McDavid for the whole 60 minutes. He did score two, his 50th goals to pull ahead from David Pasternak. But, I mean, the Bruins still only held Edmonton to two goals. They had the league's leading offense heading into that game. Um, and then the new additions only helping along that uh, line. So, how they're doing it, there's no one specific reason, I don't think. And it's uh, just my hope is that whatever is working for them now will carry over into, you know, April, May, and hopefully well into June as well. Yeah. I, you know, I remember kind of going into the season and looking at the minimal roster changes mm-hmm. and then just kind of thinking, well, last year you weren't working with like you're working pretty much with the same roster. Mm-hmm. Are you going to get anything other than a first round exit? Right, right. But I guess that Jim Montgomery, uh, who has one heck of a story, um, mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of has come in and just made the world a difference. And David Krejci as well this season. Yeah. Uh, can yeah, you talk a little sure. bit about him and how, you know, he came back from the Czech League and is mm-hmm. still producing? Yeah, I mean, obviously that was a huge – that was the one thing I talked about so many times last season was how will the Bruins fill that hole left by David Krejci. They ended up really not <laughs> having success of that. Eric Hallow was up there for the balance of the regular season, and he played pretty well, but um, you can't replace a David Krejci. And, you know – going back to what you said about not a huge bit of roster turnover. That's something that Bruce Cassidy talked about when he was let go is that, you know, he can only, I think he said something like you can only cook with the ingredients that are put in your cart. And he had the distinct disadvantage of not having David Krejci there last year. Um, The Bruins were able to flip Howla for Pavel Zaka, who's been amazing. And um. Yeah, he's just – I think part of it last season was too. There were a bunch of new faces, uh, and it takes guys time to to get used to a new city, a new system, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Hampus Lindholm's now in his first full season playing unbelievable hockey. Um, You have the luxury of like having Taylor Hall down on the third line. Uh, Not to say Jim Montgomery has been perfect in terms of his – deployment or roster decisions but um he certainly he didn't have to reinvent the wheel by any stretch of the imagination but he has 
pushed the right buttons. Uh, he's getting the most out of guys who struggled under Cassidy, like Jake DeBrusque for a while, Trent Frederick. Um, so he, yeah, I think he, his relatability has really uh, served him well. And uh, just, yeah, he's connecting with the guys, but also uh, getting the most out of them on the ice, which is, which has been huge. And Krejci specifically, uh, to go back to your question, yeah, he has – a lot of people were saying you spend a year playing in no disrespect to Czechia and their pro league, but, you know, it's not a, a high-level league. Um, come back, is he going to miss a step? Is he going to have a huge drop-off? We saw in the world championship last year that he could still play at a high level hang yeah. with David Posternock and uh yeah he really hasn't hasn't missed a beat he's as vital to this team as he was uh in the previous decade before he decided to go home and uh it's so great to see him back in black and gold this season for sure yeah you know i think that it's just been absolutely astonishing to mm-hmm. watch this team and kind of give it the last dance you know I kind of uh wrote off the Bruins uh I felt like 2019 was truly like their Mm. last go of it uh yeah I just it felt like that was kind of it but Mm -hmm. this year I I don't know it again it gives me that special feeling this roster does the same way 2011 Mm -hmm. I mean I'd say 2013 but like Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't have to talk yeah, about that. Still, still too soon. Yeah, seriously. But uh, it's absolutely incredible to see what, you know, Don Sweeney has been able to, mm-hmm. you know, for as many mistakes as he makes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plenty of them. Um, you know, for him to just continue to work his magic at the trade deadline and, mm-hmm. you know, how has I mean it's only been a few games, but how um how has how do you feel about the acquisition of uh, Hathaway and Orlov? Yeah, I feel I mean pretty good about it so far. They've won two in a row with these new guys in uh, in the lineup, seven in a row overall, and um that trade kind of came out of the blue. Everybody was expecting Vladislav Gavrikov to become a yeah. Bruin and for Sweeney to not only add a very talented defenseman to the lineup, but also uh, that gritty depth forward that they needed without really giving up all this, all respect due to Craig Smith. Uh, He was a great, great Bruin, but um, those two players make this team better, I think. And um, I just looked, to specifically the goal that Nick Felino scored last night, that was created by uh, Dmitry Orlov facing down Connor McDavid as he entered the zone. He managed to get the puck, fed it to Coyle, and then uh, they went the other way. Like Orlov's, it kind of it, it does suck because you know that someone's has to come out of the lineup. It was Clifton the first game. Matt like the second game. I don't love him being out of the lineup, but um, Orlov just makes uh, the defense, which was already 
outstanding, even that much better. So uh, his addition specifically has been huge. Uh, Hathaway, yeah, mixing it up uh, on the four check. He was instrumental in the third goal last night. Um, so, so far, the earlier returns are, are very positive. Um, still hoping that Don maybe adds some scoring to the lineup with Taylor Hall being injured at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit thin in the bottom six in terms of scoring, but uh, can't complain about the deal that Sweeney has already made uh, to this point for sure. Yes, absolutely. And coming up next, we are going to kind of talk about our players to watch and what uh, what we might need to look for as the trade deadline draws near. But before we do that, I do want to tell you about our next partner that has a product that I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I needed to protect my immune system and I want wanted my gut health to be a little bit better. And AG1 has uh, a very simple regimen. You just put a scoop of it in your cup of water every day and you're getting uh, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, special foods, probiotics, and adaptogens. So all very good things that you need to sustain a healthy lifestyle. I think it's great because AG1 costs you less than $3 a day. And it's uh, cheaper than your cold brew habit. And I'm going to be real honest with you guys. That's about half the price of my Starbucks coffee some days. (laughs) So you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance that you just, you need to protect yourself, especially through these long, cold winters. And Athletic Greens was created by someone when the, or created because the founder was on a regimen that was costing him up to a hundred dollars a day and He wanted to create something that was sustainable and easy to use and affordable to get the optimal nutritional routine out there for everyone. And right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different supplements to look out for your health. It is so much easier than just to take a pharmacy of pills every morning, just one scoop, and you're out the door ready to go. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Boom. Alrighty. Well, big game tonight. Who uh, do you think is a player that Boston fans should watch out for on the Calgary side of things? Who's a guy that could, uh, yeah, sneak up uh, on some people and and, uh, really make a a good impression here? I would say Tyler Toffoli and Mm -hmm. Rasmus Anderson. Um, Both of them have been playing phenomenal this season. Tyler Toffoli just scored his 25th goal of the season over the past weekend, and Rasmus Anderson is just a great uh, two-way defenseman that um, could definitely reach Norris Trophy caliber uh, talk someday so very cool 
And he just had like, uh, didn't he have like a pretty serious accident recently? Yeah, he was riding an electric scooter from the casino uh, in Detroit down to <laughs> dinner with the yeah. team. And he got hit in a crosswalk and I oh guess it's pretty traumatizing. Yeah. I don't know. I they didn't they didn't really go into much detail other than saying there was no alcohol involved, which is always reassuring. Um, and obviously he wasn't too banged up. I think he missed mm-hmm. two games, okay. but it That's wasn't. Uh, I guess it wasn't too bad. But it's uh, good to see him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who should the Flames watch out for? Because I know I know who my obvious answer here is. It's Jake DeBrusque. Yeah, yeah, he's uh I was actually I watched the game last night on the Oilers feed and of course mm-hmm. his dad Louie yeah. uh, he does uh not play by play but color and for the uh, Sportsnet broadcast which was pretty cool I was hoping Jake would score with his dad on the call um but yeah he's uh he's been a fantastic since returning from injury uh, and I'm sure he would love to score in his native, uh, Alberta. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. Charlie McAvoy to me has been a guy who has just been, uh, really stepping up his game lately. Not that he had, uh, any deficiencies, but he started the season injured as did Brad Marchand after offseason surgery and I feel like his offensive game is really coming alive uh, this season I think last I checked he was he's like a top 10 defenseman when it comes to points per game uh, this season which that's always been kind of one area not where he's lacked necessarily but there was growth I think in his he's always been a a fantastic defensive player uh, but Unfortunately, in the NHL landscape, you're not going to get as much Norris love if you're not one of the top scorers as well. Uh, And let me just – yeah, he's like ninth right now in points per game among defensemen. Um, And he had like a three-assist game last week. I'm not sure if he got a point last night, but um, he's a guy that I think, yeah, could – seriously contribute on any given night and uh with Orlov there to kind of help ease the burden defensively mm-hmm. uh we could see McAvoy hit uh hit some some bigger point totals even more coming up over the rest of the the season and beginning tonight for sure if you were Don Sweeney mm-hmm. who would you be calling right now realistically uh. <laughs> I mean, it's so tough because they are like, I think they have like 33,000 in available cap space right now. So in order to make a move, they either have to get somebody to take Mike Riley or you have to trade like uh, Matt Grizzlick or Brandon Carlo, which I don't think they're really up for. Um, If possible... I could see them calling the Blackhawks and maybe asking, not that I endorse this per se. I'm not a huge fan of this guy, but like a Max Domi, I think might fit in well. Um, I would love still to see them um, 
go after like some of these guys in Vancouver who are on the outs, like Connor mm-hmm. Garland has always been a guy that um, the Bruins seem keen on. I don't know if they're done, to be honest. I mean, yeah, in order to make any more moves, it has to be money out for money to come in. Yeah. So that's going to be extremely challenging. Um like I said, they definitely need a scoring boost on the third line. And I wouldn't be uh, upset seeing a guy called up from uh, from Providence to see if he can add some extra pop. I'd love to see Fabian Lysel up at some point to see if he could contribute. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure how hard uh, Don is working the phones at this point. Might just be satisfied with, with what they have, but I, I still think there's something missing there in in the bottom six. Uh, what about the Flames? Do you think, yeah, again, what's their, what's your prediction for the Flames at the trade deadline? I think because Brad Tree Living isn't under uh, contract after this Ooh. year, I, I want him to do Lock some twist. sort of Hail Mary. I yeah. think I, like, you know, he did everything in his power to reconstruct this roster with Huberto, Kadri, and Uyghur coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I want to see him do something big because I think that he has been one of the best GMs that, I mean, I've seen mm-hmm. in a long time. But, you know, if he doesn't uh, necessarily think it's time to buy, I think... I think it's fair to sell. I would say, you know, Noah Hannafin is someone that's going to want a lot of money mm-hmm. when the time comes next uh, off season, and same with Elias Lindholm. But then again, I saw a tweet earlier that said, you know, if Carolina's calling you about these two guys, mm-hmm. you have to think about the kind of players they are and what you have, you know, yeah, true. there because they're yeah. they're looking to win. So, mm-hmm. you know, are you kind of putting yourself in a deeper hole there very true well yeah it should be pretty interesting trade deadline coming up friday 3 p.m eastern bruins flames tonight 9 p.m eastern thank you everyone for making locked on bruins and flames part of your day don't forget about the game to game nhl podcast every moment every top performance every result covered on locked on game to game and you can follow that podcast on your favorite podcast app, YouTube. And you can also uh, subscribe to both Locked on Flames, Locked on Bruins on YouTube and your favorite app. Jess, always fun to chat. Always uh, a pleasure. Looking forward to tonight's game for sure. And yes. uh, hopefully the Flames can get in the playoffs and, and maybe we can uh, – do a Stanley Cup final preview in a couple of months. That would be that would be super fun. That would be nuts. Uh, if the <laughs> Flames even make it out of well, first they have to clinch a wild card spot. <laughs> yep, if they make yep. it out of the division, I would I would be um, thoroughly surprised. It well, probably involve a coaching change, and I think we would see a lot of things happen before we mm-hmm. ever saw Daryl Sutter fired. So, well, if that doesn't happen, love to have you on. During the playoffs be- to get your take on, on how the Bruins are doing for sure. Always. And 
remind people where they can find you on uh, on Twitter as well. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Uh, same on Instagram. Um, my tweets are just really live reactions to games like everyone else. And Ian, where can uh, my Flames fans find you? I am at Ian C. McLaren, also on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, I'll be tweeting during the game tonight, at least through the first period. We'll see if I fall asleep <laughs> or not. But other than that, be back tomorrow to recap tonight's game. Look yeah. ahead to the trade deadline. And uh, thanks again, Jess. Thanks again, mm-hmm. everybody, for listening. And uh, enjoy uh, the rest of your day. Yes.